Hi, this is Pastor Chris, and I want to thank you so much for joining us for our live stream service today. Now, as much as we are honored that you would join us and receive what the Word has for you today, I want to make sure that you know that this Word, this message, if you're not a part of New Life, should be just supplemental and in no way take place of your belonging to a local fellowship and be listening to your local pastor. I'm honored that you would join us today and come back anytime and listen to what the word has for you, but please make sure that this is just supplemental to what your belonging to a local body is supposed to be. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's get in the word. Glass and you would hold it at a certain distance and you would just torture ants. I don't know, that was just me. But you would just set things on fire. So, you know, in the country, we, we don't just put poison on top of ant piles. We'll put gasoline on top. You know, we, it, we, like, we love to burn stuff. And so today what I've got, I've got some wood, some two-by-fours, pretty dry out, right? Ask you something what we see this morning. We've got our two-by-fours, right? Okay. We've got about four. Yeah, we got four of them. Okay. And I'm going to give you a word picture this morning. I need to put my mic down. What do you see? I mean, what do you see? I, I've got a, I've got a can here. I've got a lighter, and I got fuel. Okay. And I'm going to give you a word this morning, and I want you to say it with me. Everybody, say the word. Hey, buddy. Potential. Everybody, say potential. This can has potential. What is the potential of fire? What can you accomplish with fire? I can heat food. I can warm a house. I can light away. There is so many things you can do with fire. And I always love, see, I, I was the guy, if, if a little bit does a good, a lot does really good, Right? Okay, everybody say potential. When I'm going to give you some names, I'm going to tell you they had potential this morning. Solomon, everybody knows him as a man of wisdom. He had potential. Young man, God comes to him, says you can ask anything, and he says, give me wisdom, God. So he gives him wisdom. There's other men that I've seen in the Bible that had potential. I look at the rich young ruler that runs up to Jesus, has so many riches. That man had potential. I, I, I can sit here and I can look at uh, Peter. To man's eyes, he didn't have much potential. Jesus didn't go to Bible college to try to hire him. He went to the docks. He went to the fishing yards. He found potential in someone that didn't seem to have much potential potential. Uh, There was a young man's lunch of uh, bread and fish. There was potential. Has anybody ever told you you had potential? Has anybody ever told you you didn't have much potential? Anybody ever spoke that over you? Did you ever look at your life and hope And I want to tell you this morning, 
Ooh, you've got potential. You ready for this? I know you are ready, Diane. I need you to go to your words real fast. We're going to flip through. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, mm, I've heard this quoted. This is good. You ready? Here's your potential. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. You ready? But you are God's treasure. Anybody in this parking lot, you're God's treasure. Anybody, you are God's treasure. Hey! Oh, I so loved that you honked. That was beautiful. Some of your horns sound sick. We need to get you a new horn. But you are God's treasure. This is out of the Passion Translation. Priests who are kings, a spiritual nation, set apart at God's ones. So say, I, I am a treasure. Say, I am set apart. Say, I am a king. Say, I am a priest. Ooh, I like it. I hear you preaching with me. Go to Romans chapter 8. Go to Romans chapter 8 real fast for me. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Ready? Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Oh, two pages. Ready? Verse 37, even in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them for we are more than conquerors. Everybody say more than conquerors. And do I have anybody that's more than a conqueror in this parking lot? Is anybody in here, you are made by God. Honk your horn. If you are God's chosen priesthood in a royal nation, get honk your horn for me. If you were created with a purpose, honk your horn for me. That's useless. You have just told me everything about you, and it's useless unless it's used. Potential never got anyone anything. Soaked lumber in gasoline does not warm my house. Soaked lumber does not cook my food. Potential gains you nothing. It's just what could be. And so many of us are Christians in church saying, Who I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a chosen generation. I am created. Ha! I'm good. Ha! But we don't do anything with it. What good is potential if it's not used? And I love the fact we can honk that we have potential. But my question to you is this. Are you on fire or are you just soaked wood? Are you on fire and have potential, or are you just soaked wood of a, man, if I wanted to, I could. Man, I bet you if I could. You ever seen those guys that watch UFC and think that they could do better? That are out of shape, can't touch their toes, and going, I don't know why he's not doing that. I mean, it's simple. We've got potential. And the scariest thing I could do is tell you all day about your potential, but not challenge you to use it. See, potential is useless unless something is added to it. And I'll tell you this, if you've ever gone to church, you would know 
The church is a pile of soaking wood of what you could accomplish. And you've been told all these things. You've been told you're smart. You've been told you're created with a purpose. You've been told that there's anointing upon your life. You've been told there's, you're a royal priesthood. You're told these things. And I would tell you, fire is only full of its potential when it's burning itself and giving off heat. Fire is only full of the potential it's using out of the wood if there becomes less wood and more fire. My question to you is this morning, is there less of you since you started following Jesus? Is there less of me when I started following Jesus? If you looked at a fire, and it, if it's not the burning bush in Exodus, but if you look at a fire and you see the woods on fire, and come back two hours later, and the wood's not gone, what do you think? Oh, that's a fake fire. That's not real wood. And the world's looking for people that don't look the same four hours after burning, but look different. My question to you this morning is, do you have potential? Now, Pastor Chris, how do I know if I am operating in my potential? Because your potential's different than mine. Anybody ever say a word long enough, it starts sounding weird? Potential now sounds weird to me in my head. Andrea has potential to sing way much more than I do. Hallelujah. Jorge has potential to run sound way much more than I do. Some of you have potential to be great fathers. Some of you have potential to be great mothers. Some of you have potential to go to college and change colleges. Some of you have potential to become business owners and business leaders. And I'm not here to just tell you, oh, God wants you to be a business leader. Oh, God wants you to have this. My thing is, is what are you going to do with the potential that God has given you? What are you going to do with the favor that God has placed upon your life? What are you going to do with the potential and the power and the anointing? We said a royal priesthood. We said a chosen generation. We said you're a new creation. We said all of these things, and all of those things are great only if they are used. So the first question when it comes to your potential is this. When your life is set on fire, does the light point to Jesus or just magnify your name? See, some people are saying, God, give me that promotion. But God knows you might forget him the moment you get it. Some of us are wanting this promotion. Or here's the thing. Father, bring me this husband. And he's trying to fix you first before you get this husband you're asking for. He wants you to be a woman of character. He wants you to be a woman of dignity. He wants you to be a woman of honor so you can walk in that marriage. Some of us are wanting the blessing and the treasure without understanding how to carry it first. If a newborn baby was out here and Houston ran out to pick up the baby, does Houston want to hold the baby? Yes, Houston wants to hold the baby. Does Houston love the baby? Yes, Houston loves the baby. But every parent out here would be ready to run to grab the baby if they dropped it. Now some of you want see why I have this look on my face when you get this promotion and I'm ready to catch you because you know your, 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 your mentality and your maturity is not ready to carry that promotion. See, all of us want to be heard, told, told these sermons about God wants to take you to new fields, but we've got to be faithful in the field we're in right now before we can ever be faithful in the next field. 
we got to be faithful with the blessings and the giftings we have. We've got to make sure that we're preaching Jesus now before he carries us to a next field. Some of you want promotions. Some of you want relationships. Some of you want this job. Some of you want this skill. Some of you want to be known. Listen. Can I tell you something real fast that people tell me all the time? You ready for this check? Everybody tells me, ooh, Pastor Chris, they get excited for me. I could see you pastoring over 10,000 people, and they expect me to scream with them. I said, do you know what it's like to pastor 10,000 people? I don't think you know what it's like to pastor 10,000 people. So before you start asking that kind of blessing upon my life, we might need to pray over me that I can effectively pastor who I have before I start dreaming of people I'm not ready to carry yet. We got people out here going, I just want a baby. If I could just have a baby, it'll get better. Babies don't fix marriages. Jesus fixed marriages. Getting married doesn't fix a broken relationship. Jesus fixes a broken person that needs to find a right relationship. All of the things I do, every bit of success I have, should always, cannot do anything other but point to Jesus. Are you praying for a promotion? Is it to make Jesus' name bigger in your job? Are you praying for the new thing? Are you praying for whatever it is? Is it to make Jesus' name famous? Because I can tell you this. It's very easy to get very comfortable in blessings and we forget the one that gave it to us in the first place. Potential is dangerous if it doesn't point to Jesus. So my question to you this morning is this. What are you praying for? What field are you praying for? Is it your job? Is it your health? Is it your success? Is it for your family? Is it for just things that you have? And my first question to you would be, does it point to Jesus? The world does not need another famous pastor that looks good on Twitter. It needs Jesus. The world doesn't need another successful church that operates better than most businesses, but the Holy Spirit isn't allowed. It needs Jesus. The world needs Jesus, so that's point one. Does your blessing you're praying for, for the potential you want to walk in, point to Jesus? Oh, but number two. We were good up until this point, Justin, but now it's point for number two. Does the potential in your life to be set on fire, if it does not edify the body, it's not scriptural. It's not biblical. Everything my body does is to minister to my whole body. The whole aspect of my hand is to bless my body. The whole aspect of my head is to bless my body. My spleen doesn't do much to help a spleen. It does everything to help a body. And some of us want to come and say, Jesus, I need your anointing. All of these things just for me to go home and sit in the potential that you've blessed me. My question to you is this is how have you been feeding and edifying the body lately? How have you been ministering and edifying the body lately? How have you been pouring into the people of God lately? I want you to go to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Go back.
First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Let's read the rest of that. But you are God's chosen treasure. Woo! Priests and kings. A spiritual nation. He set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his wonderful darkness. You're not who you used to be. You're not the broken person you used to be. You're saved, sanctified, delivered. Hallelujah. Don't stop reading. And now he claims you as his very own. He did this, very important that you listen, so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. Did it say that he did this so I could be famous? Did he do this so that I could look pretty to people? He did this for his glory to be transferred around the world to minister to the body. You have gifts and talents and ministries. And the point is to minister to the body. Ooh, let me challenge you with something. Can I go here, Diane? Can I go here? Maybe the reason. A week is because we want to show up as separate body parts, receive just enough so I can survive to next week and go back home and just minister to me. Body to operate as the body of Christ, not the compartmentalized body of Christ. I need your giftings and your blessings as much as you need mine. The body needs what you have. And some of you say, oh, Lord Jesus, but Chris, I can't preach like you. I, I can't speak like you. Some of us are looking at our loaves and fishes wondering what Jesus can do with them. But what you have to do is no matter the potential you have, if you don't hand it over to Jesus to do something with in the first place, 5,000 plus aren't going to get fed. You can be fed on your five loaves and two fish or whatever the number is. I'm excited. You can get fed on the loaves and fish, and you will make it. But a lot of people are going to miss on the fruition and the fullness of the potential in your life to be edifying the body. They need what you have. And can I break you out of your mind real fast? I'm not just talking about new life fellowship. I'm talking about the body of Christ. I'm not just talking about new life fellowship. I'm talking about there's gifts that you have that the world needs to share Jesus's name. My question is, is what are you adding to the body? Some of you some of you have gone through some just hell and high waters, and Jesus has brought you through it. Who have you told lately to give them hope? Who in here, you have a miracle that God's done, only God could have brought you through? Honk your horn. Raise, right, honk your horn, raise you. I'm going to challenge you. Ready? Honk your horn if you use that in someone's life this week to bless someone. It's good. See, what the enemy tried to destroy me with an absent real father, all he did was give me ammunition to reach fatherless sons. What the enemy thought he was going to break me with a broken family growing up, all he did was give me ammo to see God heal families around me. See, what the enemy thought he was going to do to me to bring to, just to, 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 to destroy me with an addiction to sexual sin, all he did was allow me to have ammo to reach men and women that are addicted to the same thing to bring freedom. The very thing the enemy tried to destroy me with was the very stones he put in my pocket to see the enemy destroyed in my generation. And he did the same thing for you. He did the same thing for you. See, we've got to edify the body. 
And we've got to give Jesus praise. Do you know why? Because he said, what are the two greatest commandments? Love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Those two things can be found in what we just preached. So, ooh, Tyler, I had a little caution on here. You ready for it? God can do more with the little than you could ever do with the much. But at the same time, we must be cautious thinking God would be impressed with our much. We've got to be cautious that we say, man, God, but my bag has got 35 stones. I could knock out 15 demons. I come from this. If it doesn't come from humility and it doesn't come from service, because what does the word says? Jesus did not come to be served, yet he came to serve. And see, I was doing good until we got to this next part. You ready with me, Sonia? Good. Everybody love me to this point. I need you to go to Romans chapter 5. Go back to Romans chapter 5. We were in there earlier. Go to Romans chapter 5. If you were in our Bible study, you're going to know exactly what we're talking about right now. Romans chapter 5, verse 3. But that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence knowing that our pressures will develop in us patient endurance. And patient endurance will refine our character and proven character leads us back to hope. Let me read that again. But that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence. Some of you pulled up and you barely could make it this morning and you've been having in trouble and I'm telling you that Jesus never left you alone but these troubles that you're going through have a purpose. God is allowing us to walk through some things because he says I will never leave you nor I will never forsake you because it's easy to pack a church this thing's leaking. It's easy to pack a church and just soak the body. Anybody ever felt like this, man? You, God, you just poured into my life. Oh, you just poured into my life. Oh, man. Oh, Lord, you just keep filling me up. Anybody out here a little nervous? I love it. That's good. Anybody ever felt, man, God, I just feel you poured in my life? Should I stop? Or should, I'll keep going. And as a pastor, I see this a lot to where I see people soaked. Mark, soaked. And if I just read Romans, it said the troubles that I face, oh, I, I feel it, Miss Gear. You feel it? I said she just put her head to the back of the chair. It's all right. Just let it leak right there. It's good. It's all, if it hits the ground, it should be good. Now, Jason, would you say this is sufficiently soaked? Sufficiently, right? And all of us are impressed by the potential in the bucket. 
Anybody ever seen what happens to gasoline when it's lit on fire? So what happens when I sit here and get this flame and I get it close? What's going to happen? And everybody's kind of watching. Lane's slightly nervous. You want to know why it's not on fire? Because it's not gasoline, it's water. And the moment we come against one small trial, there's no glorifying in our lives because we weren't soaked in the Holy Spirit. We weren't soaked in potential. We were soaked in everything that looks like Jesus, sounds like Jesus, walks like Jesus. But when the pressure comes, I'm here to tell you what the enemy tried to destroy you with is only supposed to glorify Jesus at the end of it. And I'm okay if people are soaked. And I'm okay if you're soaked. But I want to know what happens when you get around the hot fire. I want to know what happens when temptations come. I want to know what happens when problems come because some of us are wondering why we're not catching on fire. It's because we weren't filled with the Holy Spirit. We weren't filled with Jesus. We were filled with traditions and we were filled with man-made things. But gosh, the world needs a people set on fire. They're tired of watching people get soaked and nothing happens. See, the enemy comes up thinking he could destroy you, but all he's going to do if you're cloaked in the Holy Spirit and you have Jesus is set you on fire to bless other people. And and I'm telling you this morning, some of you say, but I've just been barely going to church for a little bit. I am crying out of the depths of my heart right now to let you know the answer to the world around us is not legislative, though it's important. It's not governmental, though it's important. It's not who gets elected, though it's very important. The answer to the spiritual fights around us is not the fights within us. It's the Holy Spirit that is within us and the power of God that moves through his people. My question is this morning, do you have potential? So what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Because when the enemy presses me and pushes me, all it does is set me on fire and reveal the potential that's been lying inside of me. When the enemy tries to break me, the Bible says that Jesus would not have been sacrificed if he would have known what Jesus' sacrifice would have accomplished. Ooh, but let's get you some hope. You ready? Romans chapter 8, verse 31. We're going back. I'm flipping you guys through your Bible. We're doing some sword drills this morning. Some of y'all don't even know what sword drills are. We're going to learn you. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. The wind is great. I'm not even going to complain that it's blowing my papers. It feels good up here. Romans chapter 8. Some of you need to claim this. So what does this all mean? If God is determined to stand with us, then who could ever stand against us? 
Jeff, I'm not always nervous and worried about the mountains in front of me because I have a revelation of who is inside of me. And so it says, whoever steps against you, I'm not worried because I know who is for us. I don't care who's against your marriage. I don't care who's against your body's health. I don't care who's against your purity. I don't care who's against your calling. I care about who is on your side. God is on your side. Verse 22. For God has proven his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered up as a sacrifice for us for all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything he has to give. Who then would dare to accuse those whom God has chosen and loved to be his? God himself in this judge who judged his final verdict over us not guilty who then is left to condemn us certainly not Jesus the anointed one for he gave us his life for us and even more than that he has conquered death and is now risen exalted and enthroned by God at his right hand so how could he possibly condemn us since he is constantly praying for our triumph who could ever separate us from the endless love of God's anointed one? Absolutely no one. For nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love towards us. Troubles and pressures and problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. What about persecutions and deprivations? Dangers and death threats? No. For they are all important, or they are all impotent to hinder omnipresent love. Oh, hold on. I misread that, and this is power. For they are all impotent to not to hinder omnipotent love, even though it is written, all day long we face threats for your sake, God. We are considered to be nothing more than sheep to be slaughtered, yet even in the midst of all these things we triumph over them. For God has made us more than conquerors. Mm, I want you to listen to me as we finish this morning. Pictures of burning wood are very trending. We could fill our, our Facebook with you guys worshiping, and, and that would be all we would do. And you guys at the altar, and you guys with your word out, being soaked wood. But do you know what I would much rather see? I would much rather you see you in H-E-B laying hands on the sick that they may recover. I would much rather you see going to work and praying over your boss. I would much rather you see not using your potential to glorify yourself, but use the potential inside you to make Jesus' name famous in this day. Some of you are business owners, not to just brag about being business owners, but because you have dominion and power in order to see people fed, in order to people see people hired. Some of you are political leaders, not just to say you're a political leader, but to make moves in the city. Some of you are single moms, and you're doing the best you can in your child's life, and the enemy thought he had you by destroying your marriage, but I'm here to tell you that God is greater inside you than you could ever believe, and you're not lacking anything. Some of you think you didn't have much potential, but I'm here to tell you God can do a lot with a little, but he's got to use it. So the question is, is this, what is your potential for this week? Is it crafts to teach children? 
small scriptures? Is it IT knowledge so that we can set up the church and benefit live stream? Is it loving on a baby on a Sunday morning in nursery because you know their mama needed the word? Is it volunteering in youth because the teenagers need older men and women standing in their life to help disciple them? Is it singing a song on the worship band? Is it mowing the grass and inviting people that don't even go to this church right now and present to go mow the grass and weed eat? Is it to bring people around you? You have power of potential, so you need to use it. So what's your purpose? What are you burning for? What are you burning for? I don't want to be a body of soaked lumber full of potential with no action. I want to be a body that's ministering to those around me. I want to be a body to those that the broken come to be healed, that the lost come to be found, that the captive come to be set free. I want to be a body to where a broken marriage pulls in the parking lot and a healed marriage pulls out. I want to be a parking lot and a building and a church and a family and a body that uses the potential that we have to see Jesus' name made famous. Stand with me if you're standing or just sit in your car if you'd like. Come on. Father, I just pray right now that we would not just be full of potential. That we would not just be soaked wood that sounds good but no action. I pray that, Father, with our lives, be it a candle or be it a wildfire, that we point to Jesus. And, Father, I pray that you teach us to be the body. And anything that does not add to the body might as well be cut off because it's useless. Father, teach us to be an active member of the body. But, Father, change the way we see trials. Change the way we see troubles. Change the way we see issues. Change the way we see fights and wars. Let us not see it as something that was meant to destroy us, but something that was supposed to reveal the potential within us to share your name. While the world is operating out of fear of what's going on, let us speak peace when fear is resounding. Resounding. Let us speak hope when everyone has no hope. Let us speak love when everybody's so full of hate. Let us stand up and be the people you called us to be. I glorify your name. We praise you for who you are. We thank you, Father, that we would not just be soaked wood but we would be on fire for your kingdom. In the name of Jesus, amen. Father, we just thank you. Woo! Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm getting excited. You guys, this morning, I want to leave you with a challenge as you go. These, this, this sermon's really good to do sound bites, or it can be applied with the giftings and the potential in your life. Now it's for you. What are you going to use with it? Are you a teacher? Are you a mama? Are you a manager? Are you a business owner? Are you a student? What potential do you have? And I challenge you this week, begin to walk in it. Begin to walk in it. Father, I just want to pray for you real fast. Father, I just pray for this group out here. 
that as they leave, And while our country is in one of the craziest times that I've ever seen in my entire life, you said you've never left us, never left us, nor never forsaken us. And we glorify your name. Let our lives be a living sacrifice for your kingdom. In the name of Jesus, amen. We love you. Give the Lord a hand clap, a honk this morning. None of y'all had to leave the church because the pastor set himself on fire. Hallelujah, Jesus. We love you. Wait, <laughs> some of y'all were scared. I saw you. Um, make sure you get released by our parking lot crew. They're going to tell you when to leave. We love you. We will see you inside next week.